Real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast, be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur podcast. I am your host, Sarah St. John. This episode is what I refer to as a showcase episode where I feature a bootstrapped entrepreneur and they briefly share their tips, tricks, tactics, techniques, and tools that help them bootstrap their business and the successes and failures along the way. My hope is that each of these showcase episodes will provide at least one valuable takeaway that you can implement right away in your own bootstrap business journey. Now on to the episode. So I've always been very entrepreneurial, and I think it just ended up happening in kind of a confluence of different situations where it was the right time for me to start my own business. Basically, I have, I guess, starting with my podcast a few years ago, that really felt like launching into something that was not my nine to five and really creating a community around it, branding it, developing a few different avenues for growth in that area. And of course, publicizing it and then developing a blog prior to that, that really felt like an area, again, of community growth, something that was not my nine to five. And it really made me realize how important that was for me to have something that was just mine and something that was my identity outside of my workplace that was bigger than me and bigger than the work that I was creating under the umbrella of the workplace that I had. As much as I enjoyed having that stable job and the partnerships and collaborative environment that that allowed, I always felt like there was this this seed of creativity that I couldn't quite tap into completely in my nine to five situations, whether that was working with Forbes, Fortune 500 companies doing video production or influencer marketing or really all different types of truly very creative and exciting works that I'm very grateful to have had. It didn't quite feel like it was mine. And I think by moving into my own business now, I'm able to really express my vision to my different clients in a way that I know translates directly to them. And I can support them in such an authentic way and can see that translate in their business pretty directly and immediately, which is fantastic. So all of that is just so meaningful to me. And that is just a little bit of why I've started my own business. So I think a lot of people who have not started their own business or started some kind of side project or something like that, they don't realize how many opportunities there are to spend money, you know, whether it's like a workflow tool like Asana or Monday.com. There's sometimes a free version and then a middle level and then kind of more corporate level in terms of pricing. And even with podcasting, there are some free versions. Sometimes those come with a catch. And then sometimes there's more of like a mid-level and then how many users you have can add to the price. As an entrepreneur, you are constantly negotiating with yourself and with these different entities that will provide some level of support, but how much support is worth it? How much is it worth to invest in these different things? Some of which you absolutely need. Very early on in my business, I didn't have anything like QuickBooks, anything like that. I was just collecting checks from local people and 
that that worked fine for me because I had a lot of clients that were right around the corner for me. Basically, it was really old school. Now, obviously, I wanted to scale my business beyond that, beyond like checks and PayPal and whatnot, to the point where I'm now growing a course with and I'm using Stripe. But those different integrations are all pivot points where you have to really ask yourself, is this worth it? I use ConvertKit for email marketing. And that's something I used to work with these massive conglomerate companies. And there's no no reason for them to use something that's that small. ConvertKit is sort of like MailChimp in a way. But they would probably use something more like HubSpot that's quite a significant investment. It's almost like the same as a, a website builder. But you are really getting quite a lot back. Now with ConvertKit, I really just had to say, what is the essence of what I need right now? And it's really easy to think, okay, but in three years, I might have to move all these emails. Hopefully I will have to move all these emails to a larger format and move this list over, something like that. But I'm I'm really budgeting myself day by day and I have a game plan, but it's not going to make me overspend. It's measured. And I think that's one of the things that you really have to think as a business owner, especially a small business owner, what is really worth investing in? And I think for me, it's often time related. So if there's someone who can help me so I can focus a little bit more on something that's going to scale my business, maybe bring in a sale, I might hire a, a website developer, for example, for a couple quick projects. I think the successes are also failures and the failures are also successes. It feels like when it comes to bootstrapping my business, it kind of comes down to the successes feel like the areas that I have been really patient with. That feels like a win. I'm proud of myself for not over-investing when I don't need to. Like I said previously, there's always an opportunity to spend a little bit more. Someone always wants you to spend the highest price. And I think that when I've searched and learned that that's not always what I need to do. It makes me feel like I'm in the driver's seat. And it reminds me when I forget that I'm in the driver's seat and when I get sold to, that's when I feel like I have lost a little bit of my control for a minute. But I can reground, get more clients, get back into my flow, and I'm back to bootstrapping. When it comes to bootstrapping my business, I think that patience is probably my number one tip, giving myself the space to discern whether I should spend money or if it's just something that typical business owners at this stage do spend money on this tool. Because there are so many tools, I'll use QuickBooks as an example or Monday.com or some of those typical tools you hear about that a lot of business owners just throw around. But be discerning and make it a business that works for you. Is it possible for you to just use Excel to track something instead of Monday.com? Is it possible for you to get away with the free version of Asana or just find a few different flows that don't require any cost whatsoever? I think there's a lot of reasons that people end up overspending and not succeeding in their business. But to me, bootstrapping really means being patient and cautious and not spending money to make money, but instead of making money and spending when it's really necessary. 
Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It's been such a joy to chat with you about really making a smart business and making smart business decisions. If you would like to follow along on my own business journey, please follow the website Small Magic Studios and go ahead and sign up for my email list. It's something that I'm really getting a lot of joy out of and cultivating a community of like-minded individuals who are interested in digital marketing, but in a savvy, sophisticated way. When I say that, I mean getting unstuck, breaking the rules, because I think a lot of times when people hear digital marketing, they think that means I have to post on Instagram three times a week and I have to share to my email list once a week and I have to do all of these things that end up feeling like they're just stuck in this online machine. But just like I like to follow your own pace when it comes to spending money for your business, I also believe in following your own pace when it comes to anything digital marketing. So if you sign up for my email list, you'll get a lot of freebies, but I will not spam you. You'll be put into different segmented lists that feel authentic to your brand. And I'll make sure to segment the list so you do not get spammed at all. Have a great one. I hope you enjoyed that episode and were able to take away a valuable nugget of information that you can implement right away in your own business. If you feel your story would be valuable for the listeners of this show, please visit frugal.show forward slash guest. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.